All right, guys, we got our first sponsor in our very first episode, and I'm so excited because that sponsor is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. So number one, it is free 99. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Give me my money. I love Woo. that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to our podcast. This is no Is this soothing for you? Oh my God. <laughs> hey, subscribe to the podcast. Hello and welcome to Best Friends with Benefits. I am Noni. And I'm Kristen. And today we have a very special, very loaded topic for you guys. We're talking about relationships and dating. And not only are we talking about relationships and dating, I'm talking about dating when you are grown, like 30 and above. Yes. So we are both on different paths right now. I am single. I've been single for about three years. And Stephanie is married with two kids. Yep. And then what's interesting about that? <laughs> The first relationship we had to get together was our relationship. Like it's not always easy for friends who we've been friends for 10 years. So I wasn't always married when we were friends. Most of our friendship, we were both single together. So managing that dynamic when one person in this tight knit crew is now attached to another person is married with kids is something we really had to learn how to navigate. Yeah. And, and honestly, there were times where we didn't talk because it is a difficult situation. Sometimes when you're, you know, that attached to a best friend and then the man comes into the picture, you know, you kind of get a little jealous. I was jealous. I was like, oh my God, this guy's like stealing my best friend away from me. But I had to learn how to share her. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to have her all to myself anymore. Um, and then also just, you know, how to adapt to that friendship and how to grow within that friendship and support each other no matter where we're at in our lives. And you know what the biggest thing, the biggest lesson I learned, and I didn't even know there was a lesson for me to learn in this relationship of our friendship is to just let you be. Like it's so easy for someone that's in a committed relationship or someone that is married that's been there to just be like, oh girl, I know that didn't work out, but you're gonna find someone. Oh girl, it's coming. Oh, just cheer up. It's gonna happen. Look at me. And it's just like, I remember being single. Before I got married, I was single for four years, single mom. And I hated being single. <laughs> As much as I tell Kristen, like, you need to just enjoy your life and just just enjoy being single right now. And the world is full of possibilities. Seven right. billion people, all the hyperbole that you could possibly give a single person. But then just having to center myself and remember, wait, I remember going out on a first date with somebody 
and allowing myself to daydream of what my life could be like and what kind of dad would they be and da 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 da. I did all those same things. I would sit and tell Kristen like, whoa, 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 hold on, wait, <laughs> you shouldn't even be thinking about that. But in reality, that is what you do when you meet someone and you really like them, and it is. You know, it's not to the level of a broken heart, but it's super like soul crushing when it just doesn't work out or you find out something, you're just like, whoa, red flag or that person ghosts you or it's just not, it's not necessarily a fun experience. Oh. So I had to just learn to just listen. And it's not my job to fix or like, oh, snap out of it kind of thing and just be patient. It's just like, let her be single how she needs to be single and not try to change her experience or try to invalidate the feelings that she was feeling because I'm removed from not, you know, I'm not single. I was one single and now I'm remembering like, yeah, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> so Chris, for you, I know it was also an adjustment for you now that your best friend is married. What were some of the things that you had to let go of to be best friends with someone that was now married? And you being yeah, selfish. it's such a good question because I really had to adapt. I had to give up a lot of, of my point of view of how you should be showing up for me or how I was used to how things were in the past and really adapt to the change and really respect you and your choices and what you were taking on, like getting married and having kids and all that. And even, you know, I was just used to you being like, oh, let's go out on a Friday night and go out to Mercury Ball and like stay <laughs> out late Ball. and party or go out after gigs. And, you know, I had to find ways to create with you that would work on your um, in your world too. Like then we started hanging out before gigs. We we're like, okay, we'll hang out before gigs. We'll go to a dinner. Um, you know, I just had to think of more mature ways to hang out with you, like go get our nails done together, um, go to get coffee. You know, when there were times where you were planning your wedding, I was like, okay, I'll meet you there and we'll have coffee. And, you know, I had to get involved in your world of where you were at and mm -hmm. um, not expect you to just be available on the dime to listen to a breakup story or listen to this, you know, you're a busy woman, you have a full-time job, you have a family, you have kids. So it was really also just letting you be and respecting mm -hmm. your time and, you know, creating ways of, like I said, getting in your world and what would be beneficial to you in the friendship and growing from that way. So I really had to give up my views of, oh, it should be this way and she should still be available to me whenever I want to have like a party night or whatever like that. And then I also had to, you've told me many times, you're like, girl, you need some single girlfriend. Or, <laughs> you know, you need to talk to Anthony because he's single too. And it really had me expand outside of like not needing you as much. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you had to set me free. I had to set you free. Um, and also create new ways of, you know, I, I made a new group of girlfriends and I, you know, it expanded my horizons too. Um, and it let me let go of a lot of that neediness of like being attached to you as like the way I always perceived you. And just allowing, like you said, to be, to be free and to um, have the relationship 
adapt to where we're both at. Being able to lend yourself to other people to where you can explore those things. You would think that would be like, oh, they're not hanging out as much or oh, like one person's gonna get jealousy and the other person hanging out with other people. But you actually being able to expand your circle and like enjoy that part of life only made our bond stronger. Cause yeah. now I don't feel the pressure of Oh, you know, we don't go out and go to bars anymore. I get to see you on Instagram and a gram living it up. And I'm sending you texts like, all right, Jessica Rabbit, I see you. And it just, when you're truly best friends with someone, you just, you love seeing them happy. Yes. And that's it. Beware of these toxic relationships where you're silently applauding when that person falls in their face. That's not your Oh, friend. 100%. And I it. truth bomb in the beginning. I was jealous. I was like, mm. I wish I had a man. I wish I had this really. And like, I hated riding in the back seat with you and Derek in the beginning of the relationship because you guys were like <laughs> all over each other. And I was just like, I'm alone. And I'm single. <laughs> She's not my friend anymore. It takes some time. It takes but it does. So, so really look, you guys, it's like, it's not gonna not come up for you. It's natural. Like you mm -hmm. were used to this person being single. You were used to the way the friendship was. And it is a change. And it did take me a minute to actually be like, okay, this is her life and she's happy and so happy. And I have to be happy for her. And the same with you. It's like, okay, she has to, you know, she's getting new friends and she's, having a time of her life. And I don't know what came up for you, but it's just like, I have to let her be free too. And it's like accepting each other and loving each other, but it does take a minute. And sometimes people can't get over that. They can't grow into the friendship. And that's why a lot of single girls and a lot of married people are like, oh, they're married. So they're not my mm -hmm. friend anymore. Or, oh, she's single. And you know, we can't be friends. It's like, no, you can still be friends. You have to grow into the relationship and adapt mm -hmm. to where they're at. And that's so, so great. And what you really, really have to think about when you're gauging these relationships on if it's worth it for you to push through this um, or not is, and this is true in romantic relationships, friendships or not, does your love for this person override the pride that you have for yourself? Like, are you willing to compromise the pride that you have for yourself to make this other person happy? Is their happiness worth that to you? Because there's a lot of times when you're in a romantic relationship even, where you could say something to the other person and they just get, ooh, that's a trigger for me, blah, 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 blah. But you know your intentions are not, but wait, I didn't mean it that way. Is it worth that argument? Or are you getting the communication? They just don't like that. I love this person enough to be like, you know what? Okay, I can let that go. I don't ever have to say that again. You know what I mean? And it's true in friendship as well. Like, is Kristen worth it enough to me to still to go through all the road that we went through and everything um, that we went through in our relationship? And 10 years later, clearly she is BFFs. That's what best friends for life is. But it's like, you really have to think. And sometimes the answer might be no. Sometimes yep. that relationship doesn't feed your soul or feed who you are that, okay, this is happening right. this is the final straw and we have to cut ways that, right. that all the time. But sometimes you really have to look, is that person's happiness and is that relationship worth more to you than your pride? Yep. And it's so true because 
you can love someone and you don't have to be with them and you don't have to be friends with them. And sometimes loving them is, is walking away and saying, you know what? I, I cared about this person. I love this person. I'm completing this powerfully. Like that's where the both people feel complete and heard and seen and saying, okay, we're, we're taking separate ways. We're, we're going separate ways and there's no resentment. There's no anger. There's no hatred. I care about you. I care about this person, but I don't want it. I don't want them in my life. Like you can still love someone, want to see them thrive and all of that. But you guys together, think about it like as a job too. Like you could be working at a company right. and really believe in the mission of the company and love the work that the company does. But this just happens to me. It doesn't work for you. If it does oh, not, man. if you're not a fit and it's not a fit for you, it doesn't mean you hate oh, all of us. I hate the company and that yeah. it's just not for you. No. You can not be there anymore or not take the job or whatever it is and still wish them much luck and success. But listen, we have one of these and you know what I mean? We have one life. This is not a dress rehearsal. So the decisions that you make, Let's make it stick and make it count. Come on. Wow. That is a gem, is a gem. Yeah, and it's so great. As we were going through our friendship and we've been friends for so long, there were many times too where, you know, you were dating and I was in a relationship and you would do things and I was like, but you didn't give him a chance. And you're like, nope, he canceled on me one time, girl. And that's it. I got a sitter. I had to pay a hundred dollars. And if he didn't show up, I'm canceling. And it was just like, I learned from you, like how much you valued yourself and, you know, dating, like, what was it like to date when you had a kid? Oh, I feel like that so changes it. It, uh, it absolutely changes things because I remember dating in my early 20s and man, and this is one of the reasons why we started this podcast. So many of the gems that we talk to each other about, I'm like, I wish somebody I heard this when I was <laughs> 23 years yeah. old. So I hope young girls, you are listening to this right now, because what I had to learn, like when you have a child, you're really forced to evaluate a person that you let into your life because it's not only about you, it is also about another person. And if someone is not father material, I don't need to waste another second dating them. And that is just something that didn't really, it wasn't there for me in my 20s. I was putting up with all kinds of crap <laughs> in my 20s because I, you know, to me, it's just like, well, maybe this is just how it is, or maybe my self-esteem wasn't at the level, you know, just as you get older for most women, you just, the Fs that you give are just less and you just, I mean, you, you know yourself and you care for yourself more. Um, I think this generation has a little a bit gem. more bad adness, but, but yeah. No, that is such a gem. And it just reminded me of Lauren Hill, like, baby girl respect is just the minimum. Like, listen, you yeah. literally have a child in your life and that's what forces you to actually value yourself. And that's so beautiful. And I just got the goosebumps because we need to be doing that anyway. Like, anyway. Yeah. And that know, was just my natural shortcut, but right. yes. Right. And, and that is something I learned from you 
I don't have kids, right? So it was just like I had to up my level of integrity and respect and worth for myself that I'm not going to put up with a guy like screaming at a waiter or, you know, if a guy is not willing to come and pick me up and take me out and treat me like a lady, I'm not doing this. You know what I mean? But it's I think as you like you said, as you get older into your 30s or early 40s, your your perception changes and you're like, well, I'm going to probably the next person I'm with marry them or have them be a life partner or, you know, choosing someone that fits where you're at instead of just being like, well, I hope they like me. It's almost like, I hope I like them. And Mm -hmm. it just, it narrows the pool. So it's like, if someone's not going to do a X, Y, Z that you think is worth, you know, what you're worth, then they're not worth your time anyway. So, so it's so, so powerful good, yeah. what you just said about that because I think a lot of people put up with a lot of things that you know if you did have a kid or if you know you were thinking of them as a father or whatever you wouldn't be putting up with it. One hundred percent, and that's Absolutely. what it eventually had you meet the person that you're with, and you know, it's like they have to pass a lot of test pass the test that's right and i do think early on they're just if you're not there self-esteem wise and i won't necessarily put that on age because i think that this generation is a different breed like with social media and all that than when i think i was just a little bit more like Pollyanna, like everybody's good and da, 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 in my 20s, that there were just a lot of red flags that we would just completely ignore because you think that I, if I stay in it, I've invested this much time, I have this idea. Don't even get me started on the Disney idea of what, you know, your princes come. Oh, yeah. And now you're in it. So I'm just going to invest because this is what it is because I have this idea in my head of what a relationship is. So I'm going to try to make it that when it's not that. Um, from the jump? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from I mean, the jump. From the jump. I mean, I I remember getting into a, a long-term relationship with someone who on the very first date said, I do not want to be in a relationship. Now, at that moment, I had a choice. I could have said, okay, he's saying he doesn't want to be in a relationship. I should take him as his word, Right. You know, Maya Angelou had said, like, when when someone shows you who they are, tells you who they are, believe them mm-hmm. and and not. But in my head, I was like, I'll watch, you know, he's going to fall in love with me. I'm different. <laughs> watch. Oh, yes. Just watch me. OK. Me and then, yeah, I got the relationship and then it eventually ended because he didn't want to be in a relationship. And mm-hmm. that's that's it. So it's like you do have that idea or that Disney idea of like the perfect relationship or how it should be, or, you know, they're going to be, I'm going to be different. We're going to be different. And that's like a fantasy land. If someone's telling you something from the beginning, you just have to believe them because it's not going to get any better. Like you can't change somebody. One thing I'd love to touch on is speaking of dating in your twenties versus thirties, now that you are dating and there's all these apps 
like the dating apps. I remember dating when you're younger, you meet a person, however you meet them. And there's a period when you're like talking. So you're not going together yet. And then you become boyfriend and girlfriend. Like that's, that's the evolution of it. But now there's such an influx of, you could literally order sex right now. It feels oh, like, like Uber eats <laughs> and there's so many apps for it. So it's like, how so do you navigate how do you navigate trying to, you're trying to legit be in a relationship, right? right? How do you navigate being, how do you navigate the dating scene with all of these apps with the intentions of what people are using these apps for? Well, yeah, it, it's very interesting because, you know, I I spoke to someone yesterday and, and they were like, yeah, sometimes on Bumble, it's just like, you meet up for coffee and you have sex. It's like that. So I think, you know, if that's wow. what people are intentions are and they want to use that for that, for that, and they're not harming anyone, go for it, have fun. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and there's a lot of um, judgment around which apps are hookup apps, which apps mm -hmm. are not like Tinder is supposedly a hookup app, Bumble, who, you know, it's like you're, whatever. Oh, match is more serious. E-harmony is more serious. I, I don't really know if that's true. I just think it's about listing what you want on your app. Like on my app, it says looking for a high quality man with integrity who wants to create something. Like I'm put it out there that I'm looking for a relationship. I list that I'm looking for a relationship. When I'm on my first date, I do say, you know, I am looking for, uh, if it comes up, like I say, you know, or I ask the guy, what is your intention? What is your intention out of dating me? Like, are you looking for something? Get into their world. What are they actually looking for? If they're just looking for sex, this isn't going to work out. And I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste your time. I think that's also the difference circling back to the 20s and 30s. When you're in your 20s, you're kind of like, ah, whatever. Like, I'm just having a good time getting to know people. Um, but I think there is something to be said about being clear about what you're looking for, um, not making it wrong. If, you know, no no judgment if that's what you're looking for just a good time this to hook up it's just right, not what right. i'm looking for and i think it's important to kind of get on the same page before you um get into something and i think there's something to be said about not forcing something because i think you know a lot of people are afraid to say i'm looking for something because they're afraid that oh if i say yeah, i'm looking for a relationship more. they're not going to like me they're going to think i'm forcing something but if they listen if you are with the right person, there is nothing literally that you can say or do that's going to make that person not want to be with you unless you're mm -hmm. like cursing them out or something <laughs> like you have to be honest. I think it's just uh, about being honest and authentic and saying what you really are looking for. And that is such a gem right there because I do feel like there are people dating in the landscape and they are afraid to show their true selves. Because we know in the world of Instagram and the world of these dating apps, it's a snapshot of who you think will attract people. Right. But if you're really out there and looking for genuine relationships, you have to put your cards on the table. Yes. If this is somebody that's going to be scared away because you say you're looking for a serious relationship, guess what? They ain't looking for the same thing you are. Right. So bye. So bye-bye. Don't bye. waste my time. On no. to the next. Thank you next. Exactly. And and that's it. And that's it. And it's so interesting because I love to circle it back to friendship too. It's kind of like 
you're either going to make friends with somebody or you're not. It's not like you meet a person and you're like, hi, do you want to be my friend? Like, what are you looking for? I'm looking for friendship. Are you looking for friendship? You kind of just bond. Like that just right. happened to me this weekend. I met an amazing girl. We became friends. Like we're going to hang out on Friday. And it's just like, we have a vibe and there's Very nothing natural. that I can do or say that's going to be like, oh, I don't want to be friends with this girl unless I'm like a crazy biatch or something. <laughs> but it's kind of like that. Like if there's a vibe and a flow, like I actually went on an, a really amazing first date last night and there was a vibe. There was a flow and a vibe that was like really great. And I, you know, there's times where I'm worried like, oh, I won't hear from this guy again. Or, you know, if I don't hear from this guy, that means there's something wrong with me. It's like, if I hear from him, I already know I'm going to hear from him. Like, and then it's not like, I'm not, I think I'm also in such a good place now that it's like, I'm not broken if I don't hear from the person or, yeah. you know, if they don't text me right away, I'm not like freaking out because it also goes back to the confidence thing. If you know your worth, if you know what you have to offer, if you know and you're authentic what you're looking for and you have integrity, there's nothing hidden. Um, I'm not going into these dates like lying and saying I'm not looking for a relationship just because I want the person to like me. You have to just trust that you're putting your best foot forward, you're being yourself, you're out there and... I mean, I think that's exactly, and with your relationship, it's like you were friends with your husband before you married him. And mm -hmm. there's something to be said about letting things develop and not rushing things or forcing an outcome. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. But I but do want to know, dating now, oh, and God. I mean now, now, in the land of pandemics and social distancing, what has that been like for the past few months? Well, I will tell you. Um, so I put a, a question on my story today about, you know, what has dating been like for you in the 2020, in 2020s? And one said non-existence, <laughs> don't, don't even, and sucks. Mm. So those are the three responses. So <laughs> to be clear, um, it's really been difficult. Uh, it's really funny how the universe works because I signed up for match.com in, in March, early March, and then the pandemic happened and it was like, ha ha, Kristen, you're not going to date anyone now. No, but it's, it's been interesting. And I did go on a couple social distance walks with people. Um, you know, it's, it's, then you're, you're actually relying more heavily on the apps and stuff too, obviously, because you're yeah, not going out and meeting anyone in person. Um, but it's been different. I, I think I've been making the best of it. Luckily, um, there were some people that I actually reconnected with, um, during this time that I dated. Um, I was also set up on like a matchmaker date and I think, you know, it does make things more challenging, but I think with this all being said, it's like, it will it's like survival of the fittest, I think, with dating too. It's like, if it's meant to be, if you guys have a connection, it's gonna work out. Um, and you just have to trust that it's gonna work out. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So, but it does, it has been challenging. Yeah. And I do feel bad 
Ooh, if you're in a relationship, boy, that you don't want to be in, and then you have to quarantine with, uh, that's tough too. So it, yeah, that's yeah. really, really tough. You don't have uh, the outside distractions or going to work. Like you're literally in the house with somebody you don't really like. Right. And that goes back to being with someone that is your friend first. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a quote or something that said there's either going to be a lot of babies in this quarantine or a lot of divorces because you're not doing anything else. <laughs> um, and a lot of people are, like you said, are not used to being around their partner 24-7 because they have full-time jobs. Now everyone's working from home. So, you know, it's been a really lonely time for some people. I mean, I think this whole thing has affected, and this could be a whole nother episode, but this has affected mm -hmm. everyone on some level. Like, obviously we are all in this together. This is not just like one group of people suffering through this. We're all in this together. And yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to ask you. Like how, how has your relationship been in this time? Like managing that? I mean, I think it does go back to being with somebody that's genuinely your friend. Cause you hear about couples when the kids go off to college and they don't have that buffer to like focus on. And then the parents are left in the house and they're just like, have nothing to talk about. Right. I think starting with friendship really, really helps. I do consider Derek my, one of my best friends and he's like one of my favorite people to hang out with. So right. we're fortunate on that. The main thing that's been our struggle is like dealing with the kids and what to do with them and school and everything like that. But I think that we are fortunate that, you know, we're not getting on each other's nerves every day, which helps. What was like the breakthrough for you? Because you dated, you were single for five years. <laughs> so I remember very vividly, I'm in the doctor's office. I think it was 2014 and I was getting little procedure, little tummy tuck. And the doctor asked me, uh, are you sure you're not going to have more kids? You're still young. You know, you might meet someone and you want to have another baby. I'm like, look, doc, it is me and my son. Okay. I've dated around. Nothing's out here for me. I was so resigned that it was just, it is what it is. Do the procedure. I'm not having no more kids. I'm not going to get married. It's never going to happen. And I think I did shift my perspective. So it went from just being completely, trying to look and find someone and not finding anyone to being completely resigned to then like, okay, I'm just gonna have a mancation. I called it a mancation to where I'm not gonna date anymore, but I am going to continue to do things I love, continue to perform, continue to X, Y, and Z. And somewhere down the line, the stars align well, I have a question. Wait, I'll pause. When you were resigned, right, in the doctor's office, was that like more of like an upset resignation or were you like, I'm empowered? Like, I know it's just going to be me and my son. I'm okay. I feel happy. I'm content with the way things are and not giving up hope, but just being complete with that. Like, would you say it was more like that or was it more like, I'm upset that I'm you not going to get and that's a really great point. And that's a really great distinction because at that time I wasn't like depressed or like, I was just like, you know what? I'm doing this for myself. 
I'm not doing it for no man. You're going to have more kids. I'm like, no, it's just me and my son. And that is what it yeah. is. And yeah, so you changed. Yeah. I think that was, it was more so more of that. That is so beautiful. And I think that it's really important to, like you said, distinguish that for everyone listening, because when you make that shift, your whole energy changes. Like mm -hmm. I actually wrote down this. It says, I'm happy and content for the rest of my life, whether I ever marry or not. And so it's like, there's no where to get to. And then that opens up a whole new space for a whole new context of possibilities. And you were like, I'm happy and content. I have my son. I'm going to have a hot little bod after this procedure. I don't need a man. And then taking that mancation and there was like, boom, look, the stars aligned because when you would like Derek was in our band for like a year before you mm -hmm. guys got romantic. So mm -hmm. it's like, you would never expect that to happen. And then it's like, wow, this whole new, this whole new possibility opened up for you. And mm -hmm. it's just, that's literally what we're talking about. It's like changing like the way you see things and then the things change, like the things actually change. And there was another thing that I wrote down is if you're trying to get somewhere, you're never here. So like if you never made that shift of like really just appreciating and being grateful for what you have, maybe that would never have happened. You would have still just right. been on that roller coaster of like, or the hamster wheel trying to find someone, trying to find someone, trying to find someone. It was like you had to surrender to this is my life and I'm going to be okay with the way right. it is right now. So that is 100%. so beautiful. And yeah. I really wanted to just put a pin in that because I think that's such a gem for people to really get that, you know what, your circumstances don't have to change for you to be okay and be happy with what you have. 100%. And if you ladies think about this and men, just think about it. You don't want to be the person out there dating that is so desperate or so like you need something from that other person, the vibes that you are putting mm. out on these dates. Thirsty vibes. You are Listen, thirsty. you don't want to do that. Because if you think about it, you ever notice the difference of how many people approach you when you're happy and you're in a relationship and you're like, oh man, I'm in a relationship and all of a sudden I I'm getting hit up and all these people want to approach me and da -da 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 versus you being single and you like looking around a bar, like anybody want to talk to me? Anybody? No, no. And that's like basically that point you, if you're always trying to get somewhere, you're never here. And mm. when you are living your life, like you already have it, Someone is looking at you like, that's the, that, I need that. I need some of that yeah. in my life. I need some of that <laughs> to be my partner with. Because yeah. at the end of the day, relationships are all about feeling safe. You're feeling safe that this person will treat you right, will fulfill you physically, mentally, emotionally, and to be that frantic person where it's just like, well, damn, you're just going to leech off of me and I got to give everything to you. Right. It's just somebody that people don't necessarily want to commit to. So if you're no. someone that's just happy and your your presence is just like, you don't need anybody to be happy easy, and you're feeling complete right yes. over where you are, yes. that's what they want to partner up with. That's who they want to procreate with and, and marry and all of that. So just think about that. You already have it. You just, you just 
you just, I mean, and just to put one last little thing on this, I will never forget. I had a gig with your husband a couple years ago and we were just talking about you. And he was like, cause I was in my head about dating and I was like trying to date someone. And he was like, the reason why I married Stephanie is because she, her energy, she's so powerful and that you are so, you were so just free and accepted yourself and loved yourself and your worth was so high. It's just like, that is so attractive to a man because they want to feel like you said, safe. They don't want to feel like they need to provide your every need or you need their attention 24 seven. Like we want, I like being alone. I'm an only child. Like I need my space and I want the man to also have his space too. But it's like this, it's just, I wanted to say that because I will never forget that. I was like, oh, that's what it is. It's like the magic <laughs> ingredient. He did. He's like, she's so, it. you know, she's just got this vibe. Like she's, she doesn't put up with any crap. She's powerful. You know, she's, you know, does, it's just like that. And, and that was, that was like the the beginning of my insight of like, wow, it's like when you act like a queen, you will have everything. It's who you're being. It's just who you're being at all times. That nervous, desperate that. energy, you people could smell that on you. Oh, I love that. And I love just to come back to something else that you said. Um, it doesn't matter what your circumstance is. You know what I mean? You could take two completely different people, same circumstance. And this person is just like on cloud nine. It's all about your context. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing that you have to get. There's nowhere that you have to get to just be present in the moment. And you're going to become someone that just attracts people. Yeah. Nothing, nowhere you got to get to people. That's the 100%. secret. <laughs> and we are a prime example because look at all the spaces we've gone through in our friendship just to circle it back to the friendship and why we're even doing this podcast is because when you go through something with somebody like what we've gone through and we're still here we're still best friends we're better than ever it's literally growing into who you have to be in order to support each other like mm -hmm you're both growing at the same time, whether you're getting married or whether you're single and you're finding out that, you know what, you're gonna be okay being alone. Um, it's literally the growth and like constantly empowering each other, being there for each other, accepting us fully how we are, holding an empowering context for the friendship and just going through the spaces with each other and just, you know, learning to deal with whatever comes up powerfully. And we both have totally different circumstances. And, you know, I have totally different circumstances, but we still are best friends and each other's, we got each other's back. And that's like the real definition of a best friend and like a ride or die. It's like, we've been through it all. And I'm sure on these episodes, we'll get into some like times where we, you know, had arguments and we came back around and we're stronger and better than ever. And it's the same thing in a relationship. You really want to marry your best friend. Um, I saw a quote one time where it's like, you know what, at the end of the day, you just really want to marry your best friend because that is the person that's going to just accept you and love you no matter who you are, all you are and all you're not. And that is the, the, you know, that's what life is about. 
And it's just such, it's so great that we can share this with you because we also want you to know that this is a safe space for you. We have your back. And if you don't have a best friend in your life or you just wanna connect with us and give, you know, ask us questions, that's what this is. Like, it's a relationship. And I, it's so funny too. One last thing is that I remember one time I went to a therapist and she was like, tell me about your relationships in your life. What was your best relationship? And I brought you up. I was like, my best friend, Stephanie, like she makes me laugh more than ever anybody. Like she gets me. She lets me cry. She, you know, if we get into a fight, she calls me a million times. She doesn't like, let me be upset. And like, I really now when I'm looking for a man, I base it off of that. Like, I feel like I have a place to measure from. Like I never had a dad, you know, like I did, but I didn't have an example of what it meant to be cherished in a relationship. And that's how I feel about us. And for all the single girls out there, just get someone in your life that like that. Like, I don't know, Carrie Bradshaw once said, she was like, we are all each other's soulmates. And then men are just icing on the cake, but you have to find someone that really loves you for who you are and doesn't expect anything. And you, you know, can always be there for that person. And that's the measure. Share this. If you know someone that is dating, if you know someone that is in a relationship but has a best friend that is single, there are a lot of different dynamics we went through. So definitely tag them on this video, um, share this podcast with them. And then definitely, as Kristen said, this is a relationship with our viewers, our listeners as well in a community. So if you have ideas for future episodes, please hit us up. Follow us, Best Friends with BF with Benefits podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can leave us some suggestions there as well. We will be taking your questions in future episodes. Yes. Um, so please do send those in when we tell you what the topic is going to be. Yeah. Um, I am Noni, a.k.a. Stephanie. Yeah, I always say it's so hard for you to say Noni. But, uh, you definitely want to be following us on Instagram. Um, let us be your BFFs. We are here for you guys. We're here All for right. you. All right. So that does it for today's episode. I hope you guys got lots and lots of gems from today. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram, BF with Benefits Podcast on Instagram, our Facebook, also YouTube. If you want to watch this entire episode and get the visuals, darling, on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, it's a podcast. So if you're listening to this or if you're watching it, make sure that you download and subscribe to our podcast everywhere podcasts are available. Yes. And don't forget to DM us. You could email us. Um, we'd love to hear from you again. At the end of the day, this is about you. We are here for you. Um, we are your best friends with benefits and we hope to hear from you soon.